everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Well, Dr. Daniels, um, what you have been hoping for and I have been hoping for is finally happening. The uh, seems like the Democratic Party has finally got up enough gumption or somebody will say the testicular fortitude (laughs) to actually go forward with impeachment. And and finally, uh, our our president has done something that has been deemed finally by, you know, the people that is impeachable. And the topic today is um, why isn't the Christian community, why is the Christian community being so quiet in this whole endeavor? It's like it seems like they're everybody else has got an opinion or is saying something, but the Christians are not. So what's going on with that? Yeah, I, I, I think that it is um, ne- it's really negligence, I would say, uh, you know, on a lot of the Christians and, and, and in their pockets, you know, I, I, you know, from what I have seen, if you look at uh, a lot of the um, the black pastors, you know, I mean, they they feel that he should be he should have been gone a long time ago. Honestly, I have not had any conversations with any of the so-called moral majority type of pastors, the evangelical movement mm-hmm. that have said anything negative about this president. You know, um, in, in fact, um uh, the president of Liberty University, which mm-hmm. is a college built around that moral right. majority stance, right. said that Trump was God's gift to, to the world, you know. And right. so the thing that bothers me is that um, where is all this moral compass at now? You know, what's guiding us now? Right. Uh, when when Christians uh, were outraged at, they, they are outraged at things like uh, abortion, you know, not all, I'm just saying, right. they're outraged at abortion. They're outraged at, um, if, 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 let's say, a man were to um, uh, take advantage of a woman, they show all this outrage uh, at, at, uh, at anyone else that does it, but there's no outrage with him doing it. And from my perspective, what he did was impeachable before he got in office, yeah. you know, just because of his moral, his, his moral stance on things. Um, to me, that is not becoming a president. So I, I'm really kind of upset at, at the Christian community uh, because if we're in a country where we say in God we trust. And if we're in a country where we say that our views of freedom are supposedly led by, you know, our Christian values. Then how in the world can we have a leader that's so far away from them mm-hmm. that we it now is the norm, yeah. you know, for someone to act the way he acts. You know, the the ironic thing about this is it seems like it we the church or Christians pick the separate uh pick the notion of the separation between church and state mm-hmm. at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well that's not got nothing to do with what's going on in the church. We you know that's the government, we're gonna keep it separate. And when um, gay marriage came up in the poly, you know, around around the time of the elections, when George Bush, mm-hmm. I forget the, the political campaign strategist, he was a genius for bringing that up to be able to get George Bush reelected. Mm-hmm. And uh, abortion, 
We bring in the Christian community for that, but all of a sudden, we're not doing that anymore. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Pastor Daniels. Is it because of Donald Trump fatigue that's maybe causing this? Because he's literally been in the news since the since that Godforsaken night where he was elected president. And the people went to bed thinking, oh, well, Hillary's going to win. And they woke up to a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it's literally been that not just every week mm-hmm. and every two weeks, like with Obama. Like you may hear from Obama every two to three weeks. You're hearing from Donald Trump every day for two years. Are we just tired? You know, I, I, really, I hate to say this about my fellow Christians, but I don't think it's fatigue. I think it's the reality of how they really feel. Mm. You see, that's deep. You, you know, I, 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 you know, sometimes, sometimes you you kind of put a uh, um, you kind of put a gauge on on equity. Uh, in other words, you look at it, you look at someone, and you say, "Well, these ideas weigh heavy for me." Mm-hmm. And if they if they line up with me in in this area, mm-hmm. then I'll weigh it against the things that that don't line up with me. And if they kind of equal out, I'm okay. Here's what I'm frightened about: Donald Trump is an avowed racist. He he's a racist. There's no way around it. You, you, we can color it any way we want to color it, right. and say things like, "Well, he got this black person working for him." Or, uh, slave owners had black folk working for them too. Right. That, that that has nothing to do with it. You know, people say, well, I got a few black friends. The fact that he invites a few black people into the office, Oval Office, that means he's not a racist. Donald Trump uses black people to, to get what he wants. Right, you know? exactly. But, but, but if you look at his overall policies, you look at how he talks about people, you look at what he said about Baltimore, for example, and, 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 and what he says about a lot of black communities. But he says nothing about West Virginia communities, right. the Appalachian area. They, they are more depressed than Baltimore is. Right. They have a higher rate of people on welfare than Baltimore. Yes. But yes. he doesn't say anything about that. You know those areas. You right. know. Um, so everything he's if he's not a racist, let me say this: he is. He needs an Oscar. He needs an Oscar <laughs> nomination because right. he acts like the he's the epitome of a racist. Okay. Now, my point is simple. When the when the um, racists come out, the skinheads, when those people who who, who we know are support right. racist ideologies come out, he says little to nothing to 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 set them and set it in order. Right. You know, so my fear is that my brothers under they have racist tendencies, and they have allowed him to progress. Because in their heart, they feel the way he feels. Yeah. That's what's scary to me. It, it is It is very scary. I, I had um, heard that he was even tweeting about certain things about, you know, invoking or implying on civil war if I get impeached. It's At like, right. this is real. This isn't, this isn't Ray out the TV. Right. This is real. This is real stuff. You get real people lives at hand. And that's what I always tell people, you know, it's like, well, what has Trump actually done? You know, he's mouthed off a lot. You know, he passed the tax thing and and helps some people, hurts other people. Mm -hmm. But that is normal politician stuff. Mm 
But the thing when it when you cross the line, in my um, opinion, mm-hmm. to where you start affecting like literally the life you either having a life or you're not having a life. Mm-hmm. That is when where you cross the line with me. You can sit up and do all the rhetoric and all that stuff. I, you know, I get it. It's it's 2019. And media is all around you. Okay, you're playing to the media, mm-hmm. but when you start doing stuff like that, right. and then when you're talking to the president of Ukraine, and what makes it so so crazy is he literally said, "I released a transcript. I didn't do anything wrong. Right? I didn't do that." I was like, "What?" It's like it's literally right there in black and white, and, and it literally took that black and whiteness of it being in the transcript for the Democrats to say, "Okay, we can now move forward." Sure, but his arrogance—he's either he is suffering from some type of mental lapse, or he's just so arrogant that he will be able to do anything he wants, and that's the part that I think has a lot of people. Like really frustrated. Like okay, like somebody needs to reel him in. Sure. And for the supporters that's out there, I want to say this: I am not talking about Trump, the actual person. I'm talking about his behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, if you was personal friends with Trump and you are personal friends with Trump, and you view him to be a great person, so be it. But the, how does he treat you? Mm-hmm. What's his behavior around him? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his behavior. He is not behaving like an elected president. Right. That's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on Trump, the person, this, this, that, and other. And I think, Grant, I agree. He's a racist mm-hmm. because his behavior is pointing in that direction. Sure. I can even wrap my head around that if you're doing the job the correct way, but you're not doing the job the correct way. Well, right. And that's the thing. What you're saying is absolutely, you know, right on point. It is not so much that he is a racist, it's that he takes his racist ideas and he puts them in place on the job. Right. When you're an elected official, your job is not to serve only those that elected you. Your job is to serve the entire uh, community that you have been empowered to serve. For example, if you're if you're the congressman of the fifth district, you might not get a hundred percent of the votes, but your job is to serve a hundred percent of the people in that congressional district. Exactly. So, if you're the president of the United States, if thirty-seven percent of the people resulted in your being elected, you're responsible not to the thirty-seven percent. You're responsible a hundred percent. He does all he can do to keep the country divided. That's why I think he's a racist. He does nothing to try to unite this country. And in fact, again, when I talk about the Christian community, you think about what a pastor put out there. This is a pastor of a church where he says that he is for the Bible. He is for loving his brethren. And he puts out there, if Donald Trump is impeached, it will incite civil war. So here's a man who's supposed to be promoting love, but yet he is, in fact, setting up a situation where people will feel emboldened to say, we're going to kill you if he gets elected, if he gets, uh, excuse me, gets impeached. Impeached. Right. It makes, it it doesn't make any sense. And for most people now that if you've been studying a little bit of history, the new history of of Mm -hmm. why the civil war actually happened, Mm -hmm. even, even educated black people can wrap, wrap their head around why the South 
was upset. You can wrap your head around that. I can't wrap my head around like why would anybody in this just take a look around. Sure. The economy, which you you know you could say for what it is, is you know going decently. Is it's not an it's not a civil war type feel. So why would you even invoke that? And that's what's crazy. It's like why would you why why even go there? Well, that and that's why I say I I I sure to say it. it. It scares me to think it, but. If I am, if I believe in white nationalism, see, right. if I believe in that, then the things that cross my mind about my staying on top mm-hmm. is had we won the Civil War, we would be on top. Right. I think that's what that, that's what causes them to always go back to that that's, Civil War thing. Right. You're right. The foolishness of that thought is this. The Civil War had a clear demarcation of where, how you could divide the country, mm-hmm. right? Because you had predominantly in the South, you right. had slavery, and predominantly in the North, you you did not have slavery because right. the North, were, you know, there was right. an industrial right. area, so they didn't need slaves. In the South, you needed, you needed that free labor. Okay, right. if you have civil war, what states are going to fight against another state? Exactly. You could, <laughs> you know, within the state, there are people that are both Democrat and people that are Republican. Right. So, so if you're fighting for, let's say, if, if if there is a war because Donald Trump gets in peace, well, that's going to be neighbor against neighbor. Right. Right. So he's so he's saying the stupid thing that because the person across the street from where I live at, I don't know they're Republican. Right, but I can say they act like they are Donald Trumpian. I won't say Republican, right. Donald Trumpian, because it's different between a Republican and being a Donald right. Trumpian. Right. So does that mean that we gonna start fighting each other? Right. That's not a civil war, you know. There, you know, it's like right. I, I'm not gonna all of a sudden move to the north so I can be with the people who right. don't like Trump. Right. Trump is from New York, right? You know, so th- that's a stupid statement, but it speaks to the mentality. It speaks to the fact that there are a group of people that feel like somehow that their country is being taken away from them. And that's why they use the term civil war. Right, which is... is It's not your country. That's the thing. It's <laughs> right. not their country. It right. is our country. So just because you think it's your country doesn't make it yours. Yeah, it's... Now, the one thing that you mentioned, Donald Trumpian, and, I, and I'm glad you said that, is because... I'm a, I would really consider myself a moderate Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what really takes most professional black people out of that calling themselves a Republican mm-hmm. is the stupid stuff that regular Republicans do when they support somebody just because they're a Republican. Right. Absolutely. They don't. There's plenty of people that that want to that wanted when he was living want to support John McCain, mm-hmm. and he was Republican. Sure. But he had, he was like uh, he understood America, like what what we need to do to bring America to take it forward. Sure. Same thing with Obama. He understood what to do to get America to take it forward. They were united. Right. Even Bush. Yeah. Even even Bush. I mean, people may not have thought he was the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Although I thought he was smart. That's just me personally. Now, I didn't vote for him, but I thought he was smart. 
if if you're the dumbest guy in the room when you become president, you must be kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I mean, in, in the reality. But even with Bush and Bush won, you know, it's like my thing is this: I'm not a Republican, never have been, but I understand the advantages the Republicans gave to this country. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Right. Right. The Dixiecrats, which now has become the Republican Party, were Democrats. Right. Those Democrats are the ones that wanted to keep us from having civil rights. Mm -hmm. They wanted us to keep from having voter voter rights. They were against it totally. It's just that after the 60s, that's when those Dixiecrats or Democrats that were in the South started to migrate to the Republican Mm -hmm. Party under Nixon. Right. And so that's when they moved over. Uh, but 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 see to me, regardless of Republican Democrat, the the, the moral compass that should guide the Christian mm-hmm. ought to be the Bible. Not right. not whether I'm a Republican or whether exactly. I'm a Democrat. Exactly. But it should be guided by the Bible. These Christians are not using the Bible as their moral compass. They're using Donald Trump as their moral compass. Mm-hmm. That's what bothers me. And that's what my theory is, because it suggests to me that they are more concerned with uh, keeping their country their country, mm-hmm. which is what they probably thought in their hearts all along. You don't just all of a sudden change how you think. That must have been how you thought all along, and now you just have someone with them same views, and so now you don't care about anything else. You don't care if you rape somebody. You don't care if you kill somebody. Right. All you care about is we want our country back. Yeah. And when they say back, they mean like it was Private civil rights. Right. And which is, I don't even want to say, comment on that. But one thing that, that I, this past weekend, Hillary Clinton and her daughter, Chelsea, was going to do a media tour. And she finally said the words that he is an illegitimate president mm-hmm. because of what happened during the election. What makes me upset with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, everybody, mm-hmm. is why did it take her? two years later to actually come on TV to say this. Mm -hmm. And what are you afraid of? Like, everybody knows something was funky going on with the election. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. And I even believe Donald Trump felt like something wasn't supposed to happen. I think he was even shocked, to be honest with you. So, now, with that being said, so, if you know Donald Trump's personality... You know, and and he acts like the average person off the street. Mm-hmm. If you woke up and you actually won the presidency and they said, well, this is all the stuff you can do. He'd be like, well, I have four years or <laughs> until they find a way to get me out of here to do what I want. That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand and what my main problem is, is that I know that the Republican Party does not, the majority of them do not agree with Trump. But why don't they just stand up and say to the the minority part of the Republican Party, which is the Dixiecrats that moved over, that are like, yes, keep going because you're fueling my base. Mm-hmm. You got to say something. Or the Tea Party. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. it, think about this, for example. Mitt Romney is the only Republican that's speaking out publicly. Yeah. In, in the Senate now, in the Congress, you have one other uh, congressional, uh, uh, a white person, or uh, 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 a Republican, a white Republican. 
Mitt Romney's the only one. Now, Mitt Romney ran against Obama. Mm -hmm. but And he said that Trump should never be president and said he was getting becoming a senator so that Trump didn't tear the country up. Okay? I, I admire him for that. Right. I, I, I got to admire him as a Republican. But no one is picking up the banner as he has said. He said, this needs to be investigated. Right. This needs to be investigated. The... Uh, if you look at the other Republicans, if you look at who is in charge of the Senate, for example, Mitch McConnell said about Obama, our, our entire goal is to make sure he's a one-term president. That's <laughs> what he said publicly on TV. Right. right? That, that's, that's, that's our, not, our goal is not to fix the economy. Our goal is not to make sure you have better health care. He, none of that stuff he said. He said, our goal is to make sure this president is a one-term president. And so they blocked legislation to make us better. They would not cooperate because that's all they wanted to happen. Now, he said we were going to harass Obama, and they did. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying, the same guy is saying that what was happening to Trump is he's being set up. <laughs> when, right. when the, when nobody, and he knows nobody set up Trump. Nobody put Trump on the phone call. Right. So now they're saying that this whistleblower was somehow... Uh, 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 some deep state spy. When the law of this land, that's why I'm saying these 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 so-called moral people, the law says, as a whistleblower, I am required to be protected. Right. I am required to be protected. The law says, if I say something, you're supposed to investigate it. And here's a senator that's saying, no, we shouldn't. When he passed the law right. and he said, now, no, we shouldn't because he wants to protect Donald Trump. See, to me, that's the kind of thing that says where we are as a country that says that our moral compass has been just underscored. And so now the norm has become uh, uh, to, to just do what you want to do. This is similar to how the world was back during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, when that which is nasty, that which is um, uh, unbiblical is becoming the norm so we can just accept anything from anybody. And so that's why I'm saying, I, that's what that's what worries me about our Christian community. If you, if you think that if we who are in Christian community feel that it has been us that has kept this country on the right uh, direction as far as how we treat others, right. but now we're saying we don't care. Let them treat how they want to treat you know, this guy puts his life on the line. His life has been threatened. They have a fifty thousand uh, dollar reward out to say, you know, to to for, for whoever can, whoever will say who he is. Mm -hmm. You know, when the, when the boss is down down to protect him, that president is saying, "I want to know who he is." When he know it's illegal for him to know who he is, but yet he's saying, "I want to know who he is." You know, I'm just saying Christians need to step up. Christians need to step up. Christians need to say, you know, we want to be the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure this country moves in a way where we can be proud to say I'm an American. Uh it, it, it it's it's but but they have they have they have fallen back. They have not done what they said they want they were going to do. And to me is is a shame that that we don't do that. There's not there's not a Christian in this world um and and in this country that can honestly say that they believe that Jesus would be happy with us doing nothing.
that Jesus will be happy with us right. allowing this guy to just lie. I mean, you, 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 in, in the morning, he'll say one thing. In the evening, he'll say another thing. And they'll put the two up there together. He'll say, I didn't say that. Right. But it's right there on the news. Right. Thing. right. You know, you know, it's a lot of people, I think, equate to saying something or doing something to more or less uh, a violent way, but you don't have to do that. Literally, the one of the biggest messages um, is to show up, not to literally march from where you're at to Washington, D.C., like pick a day and just say, Christians show up at the Capitol on this day. Sure. It literally just stand there, get your permit together, and, have, and then have the masses of thousands of people that's there just speaking, praying, and doing stuff. Say, this is not what we, sure. as this country, mm-hmm. want. Absolutely, and it, it, it would fit. Then this it, it would resonate to the. It's okay. We get even to the other Christians who sit back, and I don't want to say something because it may hurt my pocketbook, or I don't want to say something because I'm in this neighborhood full of all these people, and I don't want nobody to look at me differently. You know, because you have the same situation in the, in the you know, uh, slave times, mm-hmm. post uh, Reconstruction, mm-hmm. Jim Crow. All the white folks wasn't like that, but they was like, "What you gonna do if you're on the street and everybody else around it, and, and they believe one way and you believe something different? Are you gonna stand up?" I can wrap my head around it, mm-hmm. but Christians, you cannot in this moment, you cannot sit in the back room and wait. For for a vote that come about that go behind the behind the curtain and say, well, ain't nobody gonna see me vote for Obama, mm-hmm. but I'll come out and say, oh, I voted Republican. But you know, somebody, sure, somebody of somebody white clicked the button. Somebody Republicans clicked the button. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. this, we're at the point now. You can't wait to well, do that. You know, it, I I will say this: there, there's a simple, there's even a more simple way to do it. For example. Um, before the letter came out, uh, polling said that only a little over 35 percent of people thought that the president should be impeached. Yesterday, a new poll came out, said mm-hmm. that 47 percent of people think he ought to be impeached. Now, congressmen are now coming. Congressmen are home now. They're coming home because they got a break, two week break. Like, like for example, 50 uh, Elaine Loria, she's having a town hall. Um, and, and Bobby Scott having town, all, you know, all those congressmen are having town halls, right? Now, let's say you're afraid you don't want to show up because you don't want your neighbor to see you there saying that you want to be impeached. All you got to do is get on the phone and call the congressman and leave, leave a voicemail for him. That's right. all you got to do. If, if you flood that phone and say, hey, you know what? We're tired of this. We support you in investigating him. And that's, I think a lot of people don't understand that. This is the impeachment procedure is not about kicking him out per se. Impeachment is to try and find the facts. You impeach him so you can put the get the facts out on the table right. so the public will know the facts. Now, if the facts say that he should go, then he go. If the facts say he shouldn't go, then you don't go. But Mitch McConnell and the senators are saying without even reviewing the facts. He ain't did nothing wrong. Right. How do you know he ain't done anything wrong when you haven't reviewed the facts yet? Right. And you need the facts on the table. And the Democrats have been afraid in the past because they say the polls suggest we shouldn't do it. Right. When the last time 
uh, a local judge or a local local district attorney decided not to prosecute by checking the polls. Right. Exactly. That's not what you do. Right. You 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 go through the procedure because that's what the procedure is there for. This is what's so so crazy to me. Bill Clinton had sex with a young woman, mm-hmm. and the moral majority said impeach him. Right. Over a line under oath for having sex because <laughs> he said I did not have sex with that woman. Right. Now. This president has lied, 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 did so much stuff. And they're saying he did, he did. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've been a Christian for a long time. Mm-hmm. I do not condone adultery. I do not condone fornication. But there's a big difference between having sex with a young woman and doing everything this guy's done. And he's had sex with people too. Right. We know that because he paid one of them all to be quiet. Right. So if you pay one off to be quiet, that's the, that's equivalent to what Bill Clinton did. But they ain't impeaching for that. Right. So I'm just saying the moral equivalent is crazy mm-hmm. of how the how the the Christian community. I'm not talking about non-Christians because non-Christians, you know, I get it. They're about their pocketbook. But the Christian community should not be just about their pocketbook. The Christian community should be about what is right in the eyes of God. So let me ask this um, critical question here. Is this evidence that the the faith of Christianity does not have the following, the deep following that it once did? I don't think it ever had the 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 um, real belief that they should have had. And I think that's why I'm saying that's what scares me mm-hmm. is that my thought was they had moved. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, the Klan are Christians. Right. The Klan believe they're Christians. They, they, you know, they, they, you know. Right. So even as Christians, they still believe in hanging black folk. But then even, even in that, that example, we're talking about a select, like a small minority, like minority of the minority of like it's real small. But if you, but now we're looking at the whole what, group of Christians. Well, no, here's, that's my point. See, that's what I'm saying. Right. My point is that. If you go like you, you you took a historical look at it earlier, right? right? So let's say you go back to slavery time. Most of the people that owned slaves were Christians. Christians, right? Right. Most people that fought in the Civil War were Christians. This is history, history, right. That's what history should suggest. But they still fought. You know, they say for you know states' rights, but right. what was the right they were trying to protect? Right. Slavery. Right. It was economics, basically. Right. Okay. Then you go to um, Reconstruction, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You go to uh, civil during civil rights time, same thing. Is that 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 large swath of people? Most of them consider themselves Christians. That's what, you know, we call, that's why we call it the Bible Belt, right? Because right. most of them consider themselves Christians. I thought we had moved to the point where they that 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 those individuals were trying to see the world in a more humane way. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I really am your brother, you know, that I am you I am my brother's keeper, as the Bible says that we are. Right. What what scares me is that I thought we were moving to that. And now I see we haven't moved at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I say it's scary to me. Right. Because if I am my brother's keeper, why aren't all these Christians upset about the current uh, administration's view on immigration? You know, when you see right. these you would, kids locked right. up in cages. You would think it'd be outrage. It would, right. It would be an outrage to say, hey, listen, I'm my brother's keeper. 
you know, let's do something about this. If 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 the if the government won't do it, let's do it as a as a Christian community. Is it because the the, the generation from the fifties and sixties is still around? That you know, you know, how we talked before um, about a whole generation having to die before you go to the promised right. land. You know, like. Okay, y'all can't go because y'all ain't right. Right. Is is it are we in that type scenario to where that generation is still around and still influencing things? My fear is it's not that that generation is around, it's that this generation had the same views. The same views. See, that's what's scary to me. And it may not be. I pray that it's not. I hope that it's that, you know, as you just said, maybe that generation has most of the influence. Right. But what scares me is that what if that's not the case? But is it that if you were to take a look at the Congress and the people that are the politicians, they you would see that they grew up in the 50s and 60s. But they didn't they only have one vote. Right? The congressman right. goes goes to, you know, he, yeah. he goes to the voting booth and he just has one vote. The people that are voting for that congressman are the ones that that's what I'm saying it scares me because it, it's you know. Here's the thing. I'm saying when you look at what happened to Colin Kaepernick, right? And I know this is kind of jumping off. I'm just using this as an example. When Colin Kaepernick did what he did, look at the outrage that we got from mm-hmm. people. Right. It was like you would think that he had committed treason. Mm-hmm. The way they put him out, the way the president talked about him, the way a lot of other people you know talked about him, not just old people, but young people mm-hmm. talked about him, how they, you know, how they blackballed him. We know he these blackballed, you know, that we you know, we know this. In fact, he won the lawsuit, so we we know that, right. you know. Uh, now, what I'm saying is this. How can they be that outraged about a football player kneeling and not be outraged about a little kid? Who's been right. taken from his mother right. that's only two and three years old. Right. And then, then people dying in the in the camps. Right. See, we don't get that kind of outrage. We don't get that. And this is so football. Now, football fans are not all 70 years old. That's true. A lot of football fans are young. Okay. So, right. you know, so they like they ain't worried about the 70-year-old people not buying right. tickets. Yeah. Why? Because they ain't about, they you know, ain't a whole lot of 70-year-old people. You know, right. I mean, there are some that go to the games, but they ain't out there going to them games. And then you had, then you had the people say, well, I don't want politics in my football games. It's like, well, do you got the flag flying in the middle of the, of the field. Right. You got the flyover going on. It's politics involved in all of this. Absolutely, because government pays for that effort. It ain't right. free. Right. The NFL don't say do it for free. Right. They get paid for the, They get paid uh, uh, to, for them to do that. Right. So, I'm, 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 so that's what I'm saying. So these, these Christians at the football games... Or at least they call themselves Christians, you know. They they were outraged with Kaepernick. They're not outraged about this young kid that 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 taken from their parent, you know, or, or that walked, you know, how many of a miles to get to this country, you know. I mean, it, it, listen, everybody, every is my thing. If you got a five year old, I don't I don't want to walk to Seven Eleven, okay. If you got a five year old that walked from uh, a Columbia. To the United States, and he gets here, and you say send him back. <laughs> right. You walk a kid right. walk that far? Come on, I mean, just just the humanity should say, let me put him up in a nice place. Right. 
Let me, you know, let me give him a nice meal. Because look what he's gone through to get here. You don't go through all that unless where you're coming from is hell. Right. Exactly. You know, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. Now, I get it. There could be that there are some um, terrorists coming in. Mm -hmm. But here's my problem. Why is it you don't think any terrorists can come in from Canada? Right. Exactly. Right. You want to you build a wall on the southern border, but you don't want to build a wall on the northern mm -hmm. border. Like a terrorist can't just walk through the woods from Canada here. Right. Well, there is absolutely no wall. Right. <laughs> right. There's nothing. You know, right. So, see, that's why I have a problem with this. You know, the, the, it's about keeping the terrorists out. No, it ain't. It's about keeping brown people out. And that's why I'm saying what I say. I just, I, it, it hurts me. It really did, does hurt me that that here we are, uh, a nation that say in God we trust that say that we are a Christian community, even if you're an Islam community, because they believe in love too, right. even the Hebrews, whatever your religion is, is based on you know us having compassion for people. But yet, we all of a sudden say, not really. We want this country to have compassion on a certain group of people. I don't mean everybody, no, they don't say that, but I mean, that's the way he frames it. Mm -hmm. And so he's getting so much support that people are afraid to do anything so if they're afraid, I think they have a valid reason. I think that must mean that these senators know that their constituents, if they do anything, will vote them out. Right. And if your constituents will vote you out because of that, that means this country isn't what we thought it was. Right. And one of the biggest um, scare tactics, or not scare tactics, what I'm scared of, is every piece of freedom that we have is was put in as an amendment mm -hmm. to the Constitution. Sure. And the Constitution was an open document, able to move with the times. But it also can be undone. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't understand this. If you keep down the same path, if you don't start standing up, you can see the Civil Rights Bill be undone. Where the Voting Rights Act was undone. No, right. You can see the stuff undone. And you can see the um, 13th Amendment undone. Mm -hmm. You know, not the 13th being amended, but literally undone, which would bring back what? Okay, well, we, well some, some, some of them will be back. Back, back in chattels, <laughs> right? So being sold, right? That's and that's how it's like. It's a slippery slope once you get to this stage, mm -hmm. and I think we got. I can say for my generation because I grew up, you know, I was brought up in a generation where, you know, in the you know, late seventies, born in seventy eight, in the eighties, none of this stuff was really going on. Mm -hmm. Yourself, you came through the Jim Crow era, so you remember mm -hmm. how it was. Mm -hmm. And the kids now, they're so in, ingrained and in looking at social media, looking at TV. They don't really realize that if you don't go out and vote, right? Mm -hmm. some of this stuff can, like, we're going through some major changes or some major stuff that could change, but you can stop it from changing. Right. And, 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 and the, the voting block of Christians is probably the largest voting block in this country. You know, there, there, there are more Christians than there are people from the nation of Islam. Right. There are more Christians than there are, are, are Jews. There are more Christians than there are Buddhists. There are, you know, there are more Christians of the major religions 
they're more Christians than anybody. Right. Okay. Now, wouldn't it, wouldn't you think that there's only one Bible? <laughs> you know, it's not like there's five Bibles. Right. Wouldn't it stand the reason that if Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with all your mind, body, heart, and soul, the second is like to the first, to love your neighbor as yourself. Simple. It's not rocket science. It's right. just simple. Wouldn't it stand a reason then if Christians are the largest voting block that we would vote in a way to demonstrate we love our neighbor as ourselves? You would think so. But that that's my point. Right. Right? That that's what's scary to me. Is that it says that our view our view is not the view that we say we have. You know, right. our view is the view that says, I'm not loving my neighbor, I'm loving me and those who look like me. That's what it seems to be coming across. Because last time I checked, Mexico was our neighbor. Right. That's right. Their borders haven't changed. We don't love them as we love right. ourselves. No. That's not how this country. <laughs> we haven't given them the support to be able to handle the cartels down there. We just kind of just let it just. No. But that's what. But then flip side, that's what you talk about. We need a, a wall for, right? So we so, can isolate ourselves from them. See, that's not loving your neighbor, right. right? It's it's just not that. That's to me. That's what's scary about it. Yeah, very very uh, scary times, and and I do hope that everybody out there goes to vote, uh, oh, even though it's not a presidential <laughs> time to vote. It's but it, you, it's is critical that you go and voice your one. Vote absolutely, and as a matter of fact, go pick somebody up that's able to vote and go take them to the polls. Take them to the polls, call your congressperson, call your senator, call your local delegates, and express your opinions to them. Leave a message at 10 town halls so they understand how you feel. Well, that was a deep one, Dr. Daniels. Thank y'all so much for taking a listen to this. This is your host, CB Baker. Till next time.